Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I don't know if you can tell, but I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am John R. Bray. And I am Heather B. Armstrong. And I am I'm back from London. You're back from London. So we're, I'm back. When did you get back? I got back Monday, Monday, like right around noon. And it was the, it was, it was amazing. This is actually the first trip I've ever taken where I, I traveled exactly how I wanted to travel. I, I walked 90 miles in seven days. Wow. Like, just the London Underground, the subway, it's great. Their transport is great. I But I didn't want to do that. My, my goal was never to get from A to B as fast as possible. It was to see the neighborhoods of London. And you did. That's what I did. I mean, I just walked everywhere, like absolutely everywhere I could possibly walk. There were a couple times that I did use the subway just because... I did want to get somewhere. I had already walked somewhere. I was out of time, but I, I just walked everywhere and I ran, I actually ran over tower bridge in London, which was amazing. Did you really? I did early in the morning when no one was out and it was great. Although it's like when you, when you were in new Orleans and it was cold and miserable because of that, Mm -hmm. because they're not designed for that. It was like 80 degrees in London. Oh, really? Almost every day. I know that they don't get sun and that that is a lovely thing for them. But they don't use air because they don't have it. Mm-hmm. And it was so fucking hot. Was it, well, where did you stay? I was, so I was split up. My first three nights I was in an Airbnb in kind of like Paddington slash Little Venice. Okay. Which was great. A really, really great location. Little Venice is adorable there's just all these little houseboats and it's awesome and then i was in i was in bath 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 mm-hmm. bath which i i'm gonna get back to that for one night because i went to see ben folds was playing there oh he was playing in bath yes wow it was that was fantastic i've never seen him but i wanted to see him for a long time and that was absolutely incredible and i sat by this uh, a gentleman named Peter who was, he was maybe like in his 60s and three of his kids and they've been going as a group to see Ben Folds for like 15 or 20 years. Wow. Like his one daughter who I was talking to started going when she was 12 and they always see him together. So I was sitting next to this group of of British people like belting out his lyrics hitting each other because he's playing this song and he did that line. It was like an interactive experience. <laughs> it was it was great. Were they British? They were extreme. Well, yes, they were British. One of them was from um, Wales 
and talk to me for a while about how if you're from Wales, it's very different than actually very being different. from England. Yeah. <laughs> but if you ask anyone who's from England, it's not any different being from Wales. Right. So that was a fun dynamic. Um, that was that was amazing. And actually, that was my only my time there. I was there for just over 24 hours was the only time I ever encountered what I would call typical based on my understanding, typical English weather. It was like overcast and rainy most of the time. And I don't remember the temperature, but it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was actually kind of cooler, but the rest of the time was just hot, just straight up full on sun hot. Was it humid? It was because it would some, maybe not every night, but most nights it rained at Mm. least a little bit. So it was humid, and it's funny to me because, I mean, 80 degrees in Chicago is still warm. Like, that's that's summer weather. Mm-hmm. But in in London, 80 degrees is like an excuse for public nudity. Right. Like, you know, like half the guys had shirts off. I would walk through parks in the middle of the city, and it was looking out at the lawn was like you were at a beach. Mm-hmm. There were people in swimsuits and they were playing frisbee and it was just in the middle of a city, which you don't get in Chicago because there's beaches and we're accustomed to the heat. But it was it was such an odd dynamic. If you wanted to eat at a restaurant and sit outside, it was an hour wait. If you wanted yeah. to sit inside, you could just walk in. So what did you do about food? I just I just went all out, ate as much of and whatever I could possibly find. And it was amazing. I had fish and chips, which was fantastic. I had, oh God, I had so many pastries, just tons of pastries and ice cream. And I have to say the the drinking culture over there is wonderful. <laughs> like, uh, well, it was, a, it was also a holiday weekend for them this past weekend. I don't know what the, what the Monday holiday is, but. Bank holiday. A bank holiday. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was out. For breakfast, like breakfast brunch at 1030 and people were ordering their second round of pints for the table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was it was great. It was it was amazing. But I say that about I wanted to come back to, to Bath or Bath because it was during the concert that that Ben Folds actually made a comment that was perfect because being over there is really strange in the sense that for for us, everyone has an accent. So when I say Bath, I feel feel like an idiot because that's not what it is but when i say both i feel both. like a pretentious asshole <laughs> and there's no way around it like there's no, there's no good approach and i i don't i don't know but it was great it was just the walking you just, in the you just say the you just say bath you're just like i em- embrace the fact that that's your accent bath I, I yeah that was that was usually what i did because I'm from the Midwest, which I'm sure was so charming for everyone over there. <laughs> yes. I, God. I was actually surprised because I don't I don't mumble, I speak relatively clearly at the number of like servers and bartenders that needed me to repeat myself two or three times. Because I I, I talk pretty clearly. Well, and sometimes it was a word issue, like if I had to ask for more flatware, they would ask me to repeat it, and then I would say cutlery, and they were fine. Um, so it was like just figuring those things out. But we they do were also chew our words. Super friendly. Oh we yeah, do. we chew our words. Yeah. If you if you listen to anybody like if you listen to a French person or or a British person speak with an American accent, they're usually like 
it's usually a little exaggerated and it's really, really embarrassing because the exaggeration is kind of spot on. Like oh, they would say, bath. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's true. Like we chew the word up and, and garble it in our mouths. That's really, I, yeah, I hadn't actually thought of that. And well, and I think partially if, if you compare British and American English, it's just where the emphasis is too. Mm-hmm. And how you emphasize, I mean, it's like tomato, tomato sort of. It, it For someone from the United States, it just makes everybody sound really cool. Like every person talking sounds so cool. I would just sit and listen to conversations in cafes and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Especially when you have, I, I walked, there's so many like school groups walking around. So many from France actually, which I know that you can get a train from Paris to, to London and it's only a couple hours, but it was still strange. But this group of, I think they must've been, I don't know, eight year old school kids out walking through downtown London singing I I followed them because it was awesome. <laughs> I was like I'm just, I'm going to change my route because this is great. And it was totally like the teacher was trying her best to get them to be quiet and the more she tried the louder they would sing and were they all wonderful. in uniform? They were all in uniform, yes. Yeah. I love yep. that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was adorable and it was the most diverse class I've probably ever seen ever, which was awesome. Totally awesome. And but so, the ac- accents I can't get enough of. That was just oh, crazy. I know that's I. You you come back from the, from a trip like that and you realize whoa. <laughs> oh yeah, we are just super sophisticated over on this side of the of the pond. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's definitely. It's kind of, it's kind of embarrassing. So ninety miles. Did you just did you traverse the entirety of, of of London? I traversed, I guess, what would be considered like the western and northern western and northern London. A little bit of east along the river, and then also Greenwich, and and Bath. Mm. So like uh, Paddington, Chelsea, Little Venice. Um, Notting Hill, Shoreditch, Clerkenwell. Oh God, I don't even know all of the other ones on on the east side of the river. But just I would kind of they're not. It's not built on a grid pattern. And no, that it's was, not. No, that's why I walked so much, honestly, because I would put in on my phone a map of where to go, and just so I kind of knew, like, I need to go this direction and that direction. But I. I there's like an alleyway and a shortcut between every possible building in existence. So there's like 400 different ways to go. And because it's not on a grid pattern, I would remember on my phone that it said to turn right, but there's like four different degrees of right. And if you don't take the correct one, it takes you way off path. It's almost as if they had like a, a toddler blindfolded and said, here's what the infinity symbol looks like, and I want you to draw seven infinity signs blindfolded. Yes. And yeah. then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna plan a city off of this doodle that you draw, three year old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to perpetually have construction. So yeah. one side of the street is not accessible. Yeah. And yeah, so it was really, really, really confusing in that sense. 
which I think accounted for a lot of the miles because I would go in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. But because I didn't have a schedule, I also didn't care. Yeah. So I would end up just somewhere at random and it was fine. You know, and I would stop in and get a drink somewhere or stop in and get a coffee somewhere or visit an antique map shop because that exists there. And it was awesome. If you can travel like that and you enjoy traveling like that, I, I think everyone should attempt to take a trip like this in, in their lifetime just because of how rewarding it is. A lot of people asked me for recommendations. I mean, there are a couple of restaurants that I frequented in Paris, but most okay. of the places that I got coffee or that I got meals at, I just stumbled upon because I was walking through the neighborhood and was hungry. And yeah. I would just walk into a cafe and eat or I'd walk into a cafe and order um, an espresso. And I marked those in a Google calendar, but none of them are, you know, like the 10 best restaurants in Paris. Like I went to like one of those on the recommendation of a friend, but otherwise stumbling around a city and finding yourself in these new locations and these, you know, hideaways for me was, that was the best three week journey I would call it a journey for sure of my life. It was just spectacular to sit and talk with a local and, you know, you listen to their accent and you listen to their story and where they're from and what they're doing. And, and I don't know, there's something really beautiful about that. Yeah. Well, it just felt, I mean, our lives are so schedule and routine oriented. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, so usually then when I travel, it's, well, I'm going to go to this city and these are the 10 things I want to do. And this is the way that it makes the most sense to do them. And which is, it's fine. I've had a lot of fun doing that, but it was really interesting to just wake up, go outside and wander. I mean, for (laughs) hours I would, I was gone from my Airbnb from like eight in the morning until midnight. Yeah. Just had a backpack and I just wandered everywhere and talked to people. And a lot of people before I had left. And some people even in in the UK had said that, you know, it's really different in America. Like you when you order a coffee, they, you know, you ask them about their day and you have a conversation. We don't do that here. It's different. Yeah. That was totally not true. I know. I was like I was ready to to not talk. And then I realized by the third day that everyone was talking to me, like initiating it themselves. Wasn't that isn't that a surprise? It was totally shocking. I, everyone from bartenders to the, I mean, there were people in the train station that would talk. And it wasn't like, I know it wasn't just because I wasn't from there because most of the conversations weren't, oh, you're American. Let's, it was just genuine conversations mm-hmm. about the day. Yeah. I was not ready for that at all. I wasn't either. It was great. I wasn't either. I wasn't, I was not prepared for the hospitality and for an almost eagerness to connect. Like I think that the, especially the gen, our generation and the generation. Um, well, you you are are you my generation? I don't know. <laughs> I, think, I don't know where that line is, honestly. <laughs> People again, they would they would hear me try to speak French, and they're like, "No, no, no, I speak English. It's fine." And where do you need to go? And here's the best way. And here's the quick route. And here's a story about that route. And I was just so surprised at how friendly everybody was. When, when I think you approach the situation with a sense of calm and relaxation and they feel like they can be the same with you. Um, yes. But like you said, like, since our lives are so structured, getting the chance to take a few days or several or a week or two weeks without that structure is 
my God, it's so indulgent and wonderful and re-energizing for your life. It re- it makes me, I, I know it won't have the same effect, but it makes me realize that, you know, on a weekend where I don't have Lexton, if I can to try and just clear a Saturday and not have a schedule and force myself to not be home. Mm-hmm. And what does that look like? I mean, I know, I know the areas that I, that I live. It's not like I would really be exploring, but just to force myself out of any sort of schedule or routine. Right. Cause I, I guess the mental benefit of it was incredible. I slept in, I don't know, four or five mornings, like until eight. <laughs> I have not slept in until eight o'clock in probably 15 years. <laughs> I mean, it was so disorienting, but it was amazing. And I, it was like, I didn't wake up feeling like I had lost part of the day or that I'd missed something because I hadn't, because I had nothing scheduled. Mm-hmm. And that was amazing. Weird though. God, that was weird. I have not woken up that late in so long. <laughs> it was it was strange. I will I will say my only complaint, and it's a minor complaint, is and Lexton is super pissed. His whole request was Big Ben. He wanted like a miniature working Big Ben and pictures of Big Ben. It's so covered in scaffolding. Oh, really? That it looks like a building. Like Aww. you you from one side you can peek at the clock face if you're high enough up. Otherwise, it's just like a brown blob and so i didn't get to see it which was which was kind of sad it was kind of sad but did you get any residual royal wedding stuff going on i there was there was so much it was and it was funny because as the week went on you could see the interest fading but there were tons of there were tons of british flags there was lots of merchandise left they still had certain restaurants still had like special wedding menu or all of these different things. But as the week went on, you could see the flags, like the flag banners kind of falling down and no one was fixing them. (laughs) And it gradually just got worse and worse as it went. But one of my friends who lives south of the city said, before I even went, she said, yeah, royal weddings are great for the mug industry. I And I laughed. And then I got over there and I'm like, oh my God, their faces are on absolutely everything. Like... (laughs) everything but everyone was really like positive about the wedding like it was not a stale topic it was just i think people prepared a bunch for it and then kind of let that preparation dwindle afterward well she immediately well they immediately went straight to work they didn't go on a honeymoon she had royal duties to attend to and so oh wow yeah and And she's now like in princess training right not princess duchess yeah yes duchess training and it was a Personally, I thought it was a magnificent wedding. I woke up early to watch the the thing. Um, I saw parts of it. I didn't see the whole thing, though. Yeah, it was magnificent. It was just she brought social justice. To, <laughs> she brought a social justice mission to to Britain. <laughs> it was it was spectacular, and I cried. Um, and he was smitten with her, and it was really obvious that he was smitten with her. And there was a a black minister who delivered a, um, a sermon that was that was funny and warm and uplifting and so American. Uh, yeah, just it was. I, I kept laughing and gasping, like, "Is this really happening? Is this really happening?" And I, and then I was like, "I can't hear the wedding over the 
I can't we're here the wedding over Princess Diana cackling in the afterlife. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I heard that his his sermon was like this not not in a bad way, but like British people don't know how to deal with that. No. Like, like they're not used to that at <laughs> all. Like super uncomfortable just because it's different. Yeah. It was almost like uh it was almost like delivering a black sermon in a Mormon church where the Mormons would be like, what is happening? What is this? Like, like I saw a few people on Twitter were like, can he not get an amen? Can he not just get one <laughs> amen? Somebody give him an amen. <laughs> it's so true. Oh, man. Yeah, I think that is what that the royal family needed. Mm-hmm. Like, just to be shaken up a bit. Like, to change it, to do it different. And to sell a hell of a lot of tea sets and coffee mugs and just about anything else you can put their face on, (laughs) which was really absolutely everywhere. I don't think I went very many places without seeing some reference to the wedding. I'm sure that when I'm there at the the final week of July, I'm sure it'll still be there. Oh, yeah. And there'll probably be some places that are still like that, like it will be the year of the wedding. Yeah. And one of the things that I'm really looking forward to, I don't know how long... How how late was it light there? It was light, fairly late, I think. What what caught me, and it wasn't until I, because my flight home was really early. I think it left at like 8 a.m. So I had to wake up at 4.30 to get the train and all that. And I woke up at 4.30 and thought I had slept in mm. because it was so bright out at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. But it was, it was bright until actually really late because I remember just being out walking and kind of losing track of time because of that. Mm-hmm. So when I was there, by the time I left, it was uh, the second or third week of December, and there was only three or four hours of daylight. Like it would, oh, yeah. it would get light at like nine forty-five, ten, and then the sun would go down at like three, two or two thirty-three. But when I first got there, I, for some reason, the science of it had not like registered with me, and I remember wandering around Hyde Park and not realizing that it was ten o'clock at night, and it was still sunny. That's what I'm really excited about is to go spend a week there when the sun will be completely out until, you know, almost 11 o'clock at night. So, oh yeah, it's, yeah. Well, the sun was definitely very out. Yeah. I will tell you it was, was out, but yeah, it is, it was late. It was light a lot later and so many people are out. And I think that was one thing when I booked this, I didn't realize it was a holiday weekend, my last weekend there. So I got to see a long weekend in, in the UK. Mm-hmm. And I was up early, like I said, on, on Monday for my flight, but also on Sunday. And there was, was that Saturday? I think Saturday there was a, a really big soccer match between uh, Liverpool and Madrid. Oh, did you see that? It wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I heard that for a while, but I was up early Sunday and out. And I remember for probably the first half an hour thinking like, what that, why are so many people dressed up? Like they're going out. (laughs) I'm like, holy shit, these people haven't been home. Like they're still out in parks drinking Mm -hmm. in the morning because they had never actually stopped, which they lost. So, you know, deal with that. Did you you see, did you see the goal that, that uh, Real Madrid scored? Did you see it? I I didn't know. Uh, someone I saw a tweet about it, and it said, "If you're gonna lose one of the most important games and the most important playoffs, 
you're going to want to lose to this goal. Oh, really? Oh, man. He, somebody passes the ball right to the middle. And I don't know. I don't know that much about those teams. But this guy jumps up backwards, lit, jumps up literally in the air backwards and kicks it backwards over his head and lands on his back. And the, it goes directly over the, the, the goalkeeper's head. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. If you're going to lose, like, yeah, you might as well lose in a way that people go, yeah, that was a, that was a good loss. That was a, that was a goal. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I was out uh, as people were trying to find pubs, like their pub of choice to watch the game. Or, and it was interesting because I know everyone is really dedicated to their team. But most of the conversations I overheard were, it will be a miracle if we win. <laughs> like, they were, they were ready. It, it was just the sense that I got. But the fact that most of the pubs that I would walk by were so full that there were probably 20 people outside the pub drinking and looking through the windows, <laughs> which I've, I've never seen that. Like that, you don't do that for, for football here. They take, for, they take you know. football over there very, 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 very seriously. Oh, it was excellent. But it was so excellent. I went to a Chelsea game with a family over there. Um, and I had never experienced anything comparable and haven't ever since. Oh, really? The sound that they oh, make man. is unending <laughs> and so loud that he had he had uh, earplugs for his six-year-old for that entire game. Oh, damn. Like in a stadium. But the sound never stops. It doesn't, they don't just cheer for a goal. There's this constant chanting and like cheering and it's so deafening and every seat is filled and it was just like a regular game you know was it a good kind of like crazy experience oh yeah oh yeah for me you know i was such an anglophile and being able to experience that part of it was i i my my mouth was just completely agape the whole time like what the hell is this i can't believe this and i was this innocent young woman and everybody's (laughs) drunk around me and (laughs) oh yeah Oh yeah! Oh, the drinking culture. Yeah, mm-hmm. the beer drinking it, culture. Yeah. The, oh, it's oh, that was that was one thing that that really hit me is that you go into a, I guess an average an average bar, and they've maybe got like six beers on tap, maybe six or eight, but every every pub I went in there had at least at least like twelve to mm-hmm. sixteen, usually more. And that's all anyone orders. That well, that and gin. So I was okay with that. The gin worked out. Not big on beer, but lots of gin. Yeah, I stopped ordering martinis and just started ordering rosé and wine when I was in France because they were like, "What? What am I doing?" Really? really? <laughs> well, I figured it out. I ordered. I was. I don't remember where I was, and it wasn't even really like a pub. So I figured it was maybe okay. I ordered a Manhattan, mm. and I I asked for it. And the bartender, he kind of looked at me. There was like this four-second pause. And he's like, all right. (laughs) I'm like, oh, God, I totally ordered the wrong thing. This is not the place for that. But yeah, wine was a good. I actually found a little, well, not found. Someone who listens to our podcast uh, sent me one recommendation via Instagram uh, for a little wine I, th- I think it's like the oldest underground bar or something in mm. the world, maybe. Oh, wow. Called Gordon's. 
and it was absolutely amazing. So this is a shout out to Jillian because that was fantastic. Ooh. And you go underground and it's it's not like deep underground, but it's to the point where you go in and to find a table, you have to, even if you're not tall, you have to kind of hunch over. Oh, yeah. And walk yeah, yeah. through this little underground and then you find it and sitting is fine. But it's just these wooden tables with candles everywhere. And it's dark and it's kind of damp. And it's it was it was amazing. And you, you can get cheese and wine and it was great. And it's kind of off one of those million alleys that they have yeah. that you get lost down yeah that was that was great but it was really really weird because i went to two concerts there for two north american artists who else did you see and, uh i saw a singer songwriter out of toronto named donovan woods yeah he's the re- he's the reason that uh my most listened to genre on spotify last year was folk pop <laughs> so yeah <laughs> But I've seen him. This is the third time I've seen him. I, lo- I love his songwriting. It's just fantastic. But being in a room with people singing his songs w- with an accent is really disorienting. Mm-hmm. Even he made a comment like it's, it's really strange. I've, I've had people sing, but to hear you sing with an accent is really bizarre. <laughs> Where did you see him? Uh, it's a, it was in London at a place called Borderline, I think. Mm-hmm. So not a big club. I don't know how many how many people were there. A couple hundred, but it was it was very small. Oh wow. And it's it's funny because and he's he's told this story. I know I've heard him tell it one other time. But he had a song that made it to number two in Canada on uh, the Canada charts a couple years ago and he for for quite a while, but never made it to number one because of Adele. Like he could never could never get past Adele and he and he's told this story I mean I've heard it he's told it other times right after he finished saying that this very 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 British guy just screams out fuck Adele (laughs) and and Donovan Woods just lost it he's like I've been telling this story for two years and it's in her home city he's like yeah fucking Adele that's right (laughs) and the cry I mean everyone in there was you know and he totally, he, he backtracked. He's like, she's an amazing woman, beautiful voice. It's great. Could never beat her. It was, it was just a great atmosphere. Yeah. Especially, I, I would like to see a British artist perform in the UK. I wonder if it's any, if it's any different, but it was a clearly dedicated following. Oh, well, I saw a few shows when I was there and uh, I saw a band called Suede. I don't know if you. Suede, no. Suede. They actually had to change their name to the London Suede because somebody in America oh, had the same name. But they had some popular songs back in the late 90s, early 90s, late 90s. Uh, and it was so packed. It was at the Roundhouse in Camden. And it was so packed that I lifted my feet up off the floor and we were so tightly packed in there that I just, I remained still. I didn't fall. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. I was by myself because nobody wanted to go with me because going to concerts was kind of sinful. But um, the crowd was just like so energetic and like wild and it was amazing. It was good. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I didn't see them, but when I was over there, a friend of mine over there is a photographer and gets to shoot this band, but it's a Scottish band called Twilight Sad. Are you familiar? Mm -mm. They're almost... 
I don't know. Someone described them to me and said, if you like The National, you will like Twilight Sad. And I'm like, well, that works out because I do. But I don't know if musically, if that's the best comparison. They almost have par- some of their songs. I played some for Lexton and he, he made the comment. He said, some of this sounds like the tan lines. Oh, so it's got kind of that vibe, but the lyric, and they've all got Scottish accents, which is awesome. I'll just listen to it all day for that, <laughs> but it's worth checking out. Um, and it, even over there, it seemed to be every time they came up in conversation, it was either someone had never heard of them or they love them. The twilight was, sad. Yeah. I think it's just, I'm type it into Spotify. I think it's just twilight sad. I think okay. there's no, the, it is. Oh no, it is. It's the twilight sad. And beyond the fact that they're Scottish, I don't know anything about how many members or how long they've been out, but I liked it. Oh, good. And that, that accent, I, I, Met a couple of people who were from Scotland when I was there. Oh man! So have you seen Train Spotting yet? I have, but it's been a really long time. I mean, come on! Like we're Scottish. Yeah, right. We're shite. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do need to rewatch that. And ha- that being my homeland, like I am a Hamilton. I am right. from the Hamilton right. clan. My children are from the Armstrong clan. Like my oh, children man. are sort of inbred. <laughs> are sort of inbred. Oh God. I do. I have to watch that. I intentionally on the flight over watched. Um, I watched Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> Did you really? Because I, it's been years and it's such a good movie. That's, that's gotta I haven't be my seen favorite it. zombie movie. Oh Jesus. It's yeah. so funny. It's, it's worth, it's very, it's very British. And it's just, it's an awesome zombie spoofish type movie. Oh man. So good. But it makes me want to go. Well, I, whenever I leave a place, I always want to go back. But then at the same time, I'd rather go somewhere else because I've already been. You know, you're kind of stuck. Like, I don't know. I want to, I'd like to go back and have more time to see other parts. Yeah of the uk like i'd love to go to scotland i'd love to go to ireland i my great grandfather's from cornwall england mm-hmm. like the absolute southernmost part of cornwall england yeah. which was just not attainable for this trip and I, I would like to explore more get up to manchester and you know but it was great oh it was fantastic and unimaginably expensive holy god <laughs> holy sh- i mean the exchange rate was part of it because everything was there like 35% more because mm-hmm. of that. But it's also if something in here in the States is $20 over there, it's just 20 pounds. It's not like less because of the, they just charge the same amount. So I did not buy anything that I could buy here. Yeah. Like nothing. It was basically food and drink. And I, and I even I, that I will just drain your bank account. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Because after a few days, right at the beginning, I was kind of, I would kind of calculate and be like, okay, well, if this is 10, it's actually more like 13. But as the days went on, I stopped doing that. And now, now I see how, how that translated. <laughs> and wow, I had some expensive drinks, some expensive meals that did not actually seem expensive <laughs> at the time. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. That's like going to New York. It really is. You have to really watch it. You have to watch everything that you're like, oh my God, I just took a lift that cost me $20 to go four blocks. What? Yeah, that was the only place I could compare it to was being in Manhattan Yeah, in terms of cost. Yeah, it was, that was, that was shocking. I'm even, glad you got Even their public that. transit though. Oh, the public transit. expensive. Yeah, but it's, it's I mean, so worth it. Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it was always worth it. The public transit was always worth it. I will also say that although they have a great drinking culture, no one readily brings you water. No. And as you as you told me, there's no ice. Like one time I got a glass of water that had three ice cubes in it. But otherwise there's no ice. But that's mostly troubling because I like to drink for one, I like to drink a lot of water, but especially when I drink. But you just you don't really do that. You don't really get a drink and a glass of water. No. And I say that because I saw more piles of vomit on the sidewalk <laughs> in London than I have ever seen in any one place in my life. Like it almost became routine. Yeah, I think they're proud. I think they're the proud of it. Oh, almost. there's vomit. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Well, one of my friends she's like, Yeah, you don't you don't ask. It's kind of a weakness to ask for water. Like that's why I like coming to the states because they just give it to you automatically whether you want it or not. Yeah. But or they charge you for it. Even there were a lot of places that would bring water and then it was on the bill. And getting them to bring you the bill, like oh god, mm-hmm. which was great. I like not being rushed. But I'm also used to like I I'm from the Midwest, so everything has to be kind. So. You just kind of imply like, no, I don't want anything else. I'm all set. And to them, that just means leave me the fuck alone for now. Whereas in my head, it's, can you bring me the check? I'm done. But it finally got to the point where I would just say, I'm finished. Please bring me the check. Because otherwise you're there forever. You're there the whole day. Yeah. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. They know that you're there to relax and enjoy yourself. And they don't like, why would I, why would they interrupt you? Right. I mean, and that's just it. It's your table. You have it. And I appreciated that. But there is, And I appreciated that when I was out for meals with people. But when it was just me, sometimes I realized, I'm like, I've been sitting here for 20 minutes with nothing on the table because they're not bringing me my check. And it just feels rude to, I don't know. I feel, I feel like I have to ask for the check and then apologize for asking. You know? Yeah. But even when they're busy, they didn't. 
they didn't bring you the check. Like there was never a point where I felt rushed at all when I was out eating and drinking. It's so and that was strange. It's strange, but it also forces you to like relax and your shoulders like yeah, you breathe into your shoulders and your whole body relaxes and you're like, there is no rush. I don't have to get out of here. I don't have yeah. to go do homework. Right. Oh yeah, that was great. While you were gone, I had one of the worst weeks of the year. <laughs> oh. Well that's that's wonderful. We won't get so into wh- it. We wanted to make this episode short. <laughs> this is the hundredth episode of Manic Grambling Spiral, by the way. It is. Oh my god. It's the hundredth episode. Yeah. And while you were experiencing the the indulgence that I got last year when I went to France, I had God, a succession of like seven really, really, really bad days. Bad days. I'm like okay. One of those like perfect storm things, like everything that yeah, it was everything. Could have been there were uh, four dance performances and then dance practices and um, a lot, just a lot, sort of all just came crashing down. And Lita and I hit a new low. <laughs> just when you think the bar can't get any lower, yeah, it does. Yeah. And wow. so, but, and, you know, I, I got some sleep over the weekend because of the holiday, the kids, the, it was really rough on the kids too. And so Lita didn't leave the house. We, we went to dinner someplace on a Sunday night. Lita didn't leave the house from Friday to Sunday night. And then she slept until one o'clock yesterday on Memorial Holy Day. shit. She woke up at one o'clock in the afternoon and i was sitting on the couch having cleaned the kitchen and made breakfast for marlo and she comes stumbling out of her room and her hair is like five feet off the top of her head and she's like (laughs) she's like is it really that time and i was like yep did you just wake up she's like yeah (laughs) oh man was she super disoriented super disoriented oh god but that's you know she's growing and it was a really intense week for her and I would say that my last nerve was exposed and her last nerve was exposed. And then our, those last nerves sort of got entwined in the middle oh, of the week. So we're okay That's now. But again, I got horrifying. a lot of sleep over the weekend. And I was at the gym this morning and I looked at my face in the mirror and I was like, I look like I've got a facelift. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I, I have slept like eight hours for the last three nights and i looked in the mirror and i was like oh my god like did i get a facial did i what happened like even my trainer was like wow you look amazing and i was like i feel amazing just sleeping like a normal human yeah that's what it feels like to not have kids (laughs) i know that's what i mean like when i slept in until eight it was like holy shit Mm -hmm. how is that even possible yeah and it, and without having like the rush of the day, too, yeah. you can just you can you can wait. And up. don't you feel this? And I said this when I came home last summer. When I came home, I realized, oh my god, I don't give myself enough credit. What I do on a day to day basis, I don't give myself enough credit. Like the being alone and only being responsible for your own needs is so fucking simple. When you realize just how complicated it is to make sure that the person you're taking care of has their needs taken care of. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was as simple as like I would wake up and then I'd walk 
and maybe I'd have a coffee, but nothing to eat. And then I'd realize around 10.30 or 11, oh, I should, I should get food. So I'd eat something, and then like nine hours later, oh, yeah, I should probably eat again. Because I didn't have to think, like, well, I need breakfast, and then I need lunch, and then I need dinner. I was just doing, it was totally organic. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, it was really bizarre to only have, like, my own life to care about. Which is also not entirely true because I did, it is also never ending. Because I was there (laughs) in a park drinking drinking gin and tonic out of a can and honestly for all of the uk based listeners you guys are fucking awesome for putting gin and tonic in a can really convenient sitting in a park sun is out people are there it's awesome and then i start getting texts because because lexton mows lawns that's a job that he does in the summer and he makes ridiculous money for a 14 year old mowing lawns but it's always been a rule that I've set out that if you're going to mow lawns, you have to have a pair of shoes dedicated to mowing lawns because you're just going to ruin your shoes. So I start getting text messages on Saturday from Heather that he doesn't, he doesn't fit in his other shoes that he was going to use to mow. And there's, there's no like solution in these texts. It's just sort of an informative. It's one of those statements that ends in a question mark. Hmm. Like he doesn't have shoes that fit question mark. Like what the, I'm, I can't, I can't ship him shoes. (laughs) I can't help you over here from this park in England. I can't, I can't do anything. And this, this conversation went back and forth in text for like 15 minutes. Oh God. And then finally, and then, and it was even more infuriating and I'm sorry, but that's the best word that it kind of ended with a, okay, well I'll figure it out. Like, so you, did you just want to, did you just want to tell me that this was an issue just so I knew it was an issue? Like it accomplished nothing at all. And, but it was a, a reminder that like, it's never, it's never, yeah. you can never fully shut down. You're kind of in like sleep mode <laughs> because you have to be ready to turn back on immediately. Yeah. And I'm all about staying reachable. Like if there was an emergency, I, it's fine that I I'm contacted, but, Shoes, mm-hmm. of all things. Like I'm sitting in a park drinking. You can, you can buy some shoes. It was like yesterday. I it was Memorial Day, and I spent the whole day catching up on some organizing that I needed to get done. And I am trying to clean out my medicine cabinet, which is just I don't I don't even know who's living in there. It's a disaster, <laughs> just overflowing. I can't shut the door on the medicine cabinet. But I'm pulling stuff out, and I'm like, "But what if she? But what if she gets a cold tonight? I can't throw this away. <laughs> what if she? What if she needs the allergy pill tomorrow? I can't throw that one right. away. Like I've got a. Yep. It's a constant disaster preparedness that has to to go on. It's even even when you're traveling, even when you're halfway around the world, there's that possibility that you're gonna have to hop oh, yeah. into action. Oh yeah. Well, I had I had given um, he he stayed. I think he was with his grandparents the whole time. Actually, I don't think he was, he was with Heather, but I gave them an envelope with like all of his medical cards, a copy of my passport, like everything he needed throughout the week, all of this stuff written down. I took with me a copy of my passport, a copy of his medical card. Like it was, I had, 
I feel like I had that kit with me in my backpack at all times. So if some if something bad happened, I could have literally just gone to Heathrow and came home. Yeah. And it's like I didn't prevent me from relaxing, but the fact that you have to do that before you go is is just weird. Like you're always ready. Mm-hmm. And you know if you had thrown away the cold medication, she would have needed yes. it. But now that you didn't, she's okay. She's fine. That's how that works. And that's why we're like that because the one time we don't follow that gut instinct, we get burned. Like you throw it away and then she has a cold and a fever and allergies all at once. All at once. And it was expired. Son of a bitch. I should have thrown it away. It was expired. But I was like, but I'm not going to be able to get to the grocery store tonight. And what happens in the middle of the night? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Then you just give her two because it's expired. So it's fine. You know. So do do you still have it? Yes, I do. Okay. (laughs) Ah, there we go. Uh, some uh, it's yeah. it's basically like some expired Pepto, some expired um, Dimetap, and some expired Benadryl. I'll get new of that. I'll get some new stuff, but just in case, just for the next two days. <laughs> yeah. Well, what always happens to me though is I like I'll, then I'll pop open the medicine cabinet and look and go, oh, I have Benadryl. I'm good. So I don't buy it, and then I realize two weeks later, oh, that's right, it's expired. But I still don't throw it away. Uh-huh. So then the next time I look, I just assume I have some. Yeah. And it perpetuates this ridiculous cycle. But it means you're always ready, expired or not. Yeah, always ready. And now definitely ready. Like I came home, I, I got back to my house, showered, picked up Lexton, grocery shopped, loads of laundry. Like it was right so back a friend into of mine it. texted this morning, yeah, and said, Well, how how are you recovering? I'm like, Oh, there's there's no recovery. Like I'm it's like I never left. Everything yeah. is just chugging along. Yep. It's what we do. It's what yep. we do. Re-entry, right? That's what it is. It's called the re-entry. The bumpy re-entry is what I like to call yep. it. And our kids are almost done with school. Yeah, almost. Right. <sighs> another, uh, a week from tomorrow. Yeah. Another. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm a week from today. Which, so. by the way, I, I know we were supposed to make this episode short, what are they doing? <laughs> what are they doing now from now until the end of school? All the tests are done. There's no more work to do. Why are they going to, why are they continuing to go to school right now? I don't get it. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because I, I asked Lexton, I'm like, what's the, what is this week, this four day week? Because then there's only two days next week. He said, honestly, nothing really. We just watch movies and I'm like, all right, well, that is ridiculous, but I suppose that's what it is. Then we get an email from the principal, like sent to everyone at the school. And the first, no, the second sentence in the email is, there are no movies shown this week. It is all academic and testing. And when he woke up this morning, I'm like, yeah, where did you, where did you get your information? Oh, I don't know. I just kind of guessed. Like, oh, good. So you're clearly not, not prepared for the tests <laughs> or anything else. And at this point, I, I, you know what? It is what it is. Yep. You can't do anything at this point. You got to throw up your hands and be like, ah, I'm sitting in a park in England. Can't do anything. That's, that's right. <laughs> Good luck. But it is, there is that degree. I know that even though that was in the email, I know there's going to be classes that just show movies mm-hmm. or they hang out. And I, I don't know. I know they have to fill the legal day requirements, but I would rather them maybe slow down and teach all the way up to like the second to last day. Yeah. Which I know kids can't. I know there's 
focused and they're really ready for summer, but having them sit in a school for eight hours a day to watch whatever, it doesn't make any sense. No. No. But it buys us some time. It buys us some time. It does, but they get home and they're bored. And Marlo gets bored when she gets home because she hasn't done anything productive during the day. Um, And yeah, so... I don't know if you can yeah. tell, but I need a break. <laughs> You're ready. I am, Your break is coming up, like a, a month. Well, actually, their father will be here next week. Okay. He is coming. To, Lita has a thing called promotion, where they basically like hold a ceremony Graduation, and they promote yeah. the eighth graders. And then Marlo has an annual carnival <clears throat> that he wants to go to. And okay. um, he offered to take them a couple of nights, which will be amazing. Wow. <sighs> A couple of nights in the middle of the week? What am I going to do? <laughs> grocery shop without stress. Exactly. You know, sleep. It's all that really exciting shit. I don't know. It's just like, oh my God, I really do feel like Christmas next week. Christmas. I get two, like two nights off. It's going to be amazing. And honestly, like, there was a point in my life where I would rather have like a Friday or a Monday off, but middle of the week i'll take it actually sounds pretty fantastic yeah i'll take it i mean oh man and you it sounds like you will need it after last week yeah Mm -hmm. it was really good to watch last week was so crazy we didn't like she wasn't getting home until 10 10 30 11 o'clock at night oh god yeah (laughs) don't even get me started um don't even get me started uh so we didn't watch we didn't watch Gilmore Girls. We didn't resume watching it until last night. And we are Ooh. on season six. We've, we've oh, just, you're there. We've established that we're not, that we don't care that we're spoiling anything, right? I, yeah. I, I, I won't this spoil point. this. I'll just say that Rory. Well, maybe, maybe we say spoiler alert. Spoiler so alert. You actually haven't seen season six. This is not wanna, that much of a spoiler. It. I'll just, this is not that much of a spoiler. Season six. Lorelai and Rory are not getting along right now. Right. And yeah, that's not really a spoiler. That does happen. Yeah. I'll just put it as vaguely as that. It was really good to see because they've been best friends for so long. Like to have gone through last week, Lita and I came out the other side. We did. But again, I'm dealing with an attitude that I would never have given my, my own parents. And so her giving me the attitude that she's giving me is just it feels like someone has taken a cannonball and shot me up against a wall. Um, right. But to see the dynamic between Rory and Lorelai, you know, they're going through their ups and downs too, was, I know it's a show and I know it's made up characters, whatever. <laughs> I took some comfort in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it tells you if someone wrote it that way. Yeah. It's because someone gets it. You know, I mean, yeah, it's a fictional show, but still. Yeah. And I, I guess it, it makes you wonder if, part of her saw that and was like, hmm, okay. You mm-hmm. know, like it resonated with her in a different way. Yeah. Season six though, do you like it? Um, I'm only on the second episode. Okay. I thought it was season seven that was bad. Oh, so yeah, it is season seven. That's well, I think it's the last half. Cause I remember starting to get a little dissatisfied before the last season. So. Okay. I have a feeling if 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 we share that in common, I think it'll happen at the end of this season. Okay. But yeah, season seven. Yeah, not good. Not good. 
Looking forward to that then. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. And then and you have to get through it because you're already there. So you, you well, and I want to watch. The, I want to watch the Netflix reunion special. That whole thing. Yeah, we oh, want to yeah. do all of that. But we're not going to get to the seventh season until she gets back from New York at the end of the summer. Oh, that's because they're long, right? They're like it's 22 episodes. Or, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And if you're just at the start of six, will you finish? Because she doesn't go to New York until the end of June, beginning of July. Be- end of June. So we're going to like, we're going to barely make Ooh. it. Yeah. You might just finish it up. Yeah. Which actually, even if you didn't, if you left a couple, that might be beneficial. <laughs> Rather than trying to remember, like... I will say that last night's episode, I had to stop it twice and go, I really don't want to see this character ever again. I want this character off the show. Make this character go away. You have to say who it is now. We've his already sister said and his sister's husband. Luke's is... sister and his sister's oh, husband. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was... Yeah. I This episode is going long. Welcome to episode 100 of the Manic Rambling Spiral. <laughs> I, I don't like to watch Ben Stiller movies where everything goes wrong. Like I have a really, really, really hard time sitting through those movies where like they just bother you or it, it makes you anxious. It makes or... me anxious. It bothers okay. me. Like, you know that nothing is going to go right. So what's the point of watching somebody get beat over the head again and again and again and again? Right. It bugs the shit out of me. I can't. Ugh. And this character, Luke's sister's husband, I was just like, I can't do, I can't do this. I can't sit here and watch this happen. I can't do it. But he's not even like. He's weird. Like Ben, I know what you mean about the Ben Stiller movies, but her husband is an idiot. Like he's, yeah. he's just, he's just dumb. Like I feel like in the Ben Stiller movies, he's maybe not dumb, but all this terrible stuff happens. But her, her husband is just, he's just kind of an idiot. Yeah, but it, it doesn't make it any more enjoyable to watch when. Oh no, I, like yeah. I find it less enjoyable because yeah. he's just, I just don't even like him. Like Ben Stiller. You can like the character, but maybe not what's happening. But with him, I don't. I don't even like him. Mm-hmm. I never really understood what he, what he actually added to the show. Yeah, I'm having a hard time with it. I would love to hear everybody else's opinion about this. Who's watching Gilmore Girls? What they think about Luke's sister? I can't stand his sister either. His sister is just like on my last nerve, and the character is, and and then I don't know. I'm just having a really hard time with it. There will be opinions. I think do we we talked about do we talk about the 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 Avengers and the Gilmore? I know we talked about that connection, but did we ever say I we got two emails almost back to back from people He's in the who Avengers. Were Gilmore fans. What's that? He's in the Avengers, right? Uh, what Kirk is, yeah. Yeah. His brother because directs his, them. Yeah, but we I didn't make that and I I knew both of their names, I just never put that connection. But after that episode where we talked about that came out, two people almost back to back emailed. And said, like, here's some Gilmore trivia for you. They're brothers. And I had never yeah, I never put that connection together. So I have a feeling we'll get some opinionated. Some opinionated I emails. love Kirk, though. I love Kirk. Oh, Kirk is great. Yeah. He did He did bother me early on, though, I, I will admit. For sure. I found him just a little bit obnoxious. But then he kind of grows on you, which I think is the point, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think that's everyone's relationship with him who's in the show. Like, all the characters. Like, don't really want to like you, but we have to because you're actually pretty great. So not not entirely sure how we went from London to Gilmore. But we, we, we can do that. We're pretty good at getting back to Gilmore. Here we are on our short episode, which is <laughs> actually full length. Because we're like that. 100 episodes. We're 100 years old. 
That's crazy. And it's what, just over two years, right? Yeah, yeah. over two years. It's not bad. Not bad. Not bad for spiraling out of control. That's right. Yeah. But if you're out there listening to this and you think that is actually bad and you wish we had stopped around maybe episode like 10. Two. <laughs> two, two, yeah, maybe. Really, like five minutes in. They're like, hmm, this episode is very ominous. Let's stop right here. <laughs> <laughs> but as, as always, we would love to hear from you, whether it's London or Gilmore or any number of things. So you can find us on social media, uh, which would be Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Manic Ramblings. Or you can email us to stories at manicramblings.com. And of course, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Manic Ramblings, I think. I think that's where we... It is. I always forget that one. Yeah, okay. And until next time, if you have vomited on the streets of London, we would love to hear about it. Love to, if you have a photo you'd like to share even. Like, oh, yeah. We're not, we're, not, we're not too prim and proper here. No, no. No. We'll take it. Go for it. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.